Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Welcome back to the podcast. Saul Marquez here. And today I have the pleasure of welcoming Tom Wicca. He's the CEO and co-founder of Novu Health. Tom helped develop the platform as a way to personalize the healthcare system and is an advocate for better health and consumer engagement through the industry. A noted speaker and expert in member loyalty, Tom brings crucial insights to the nation's most innovative healthcare payers and providers to deliver quality outcomes that benefit both individuals and the care system alike. Prior to Nova Health, Tom was Chief Marketing Officer at IWCO Direct, a national leader in print direct marketing. His, his focus on uncovering large groups and his passion for, for helping healthcare in a broad perspective really gives Tom an edge in the way that he approaches things there. So I'm excited to dive into the focus of Novu, some of Tom's thoughts today, and uh, really a privilege to have you on, Tom. Welcome. Thanks for asking me to join you, Saul, and uh, thanks for the introduction. I think you covered it nicely. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. So, Tom, what is it that got you into the healthcare sector? We, as I said, you mentioned my previous business experience. It was in direct marketing and loyalty. And in that space, in that business, we had really perfected how to engage and get people to raise their hand and say yes to whatever we were, you know, for our clients bringing in front of them. And then that, you know, as a response, if you will, but then the idea of loyalty, uh, consumer, you know, consumer spaces, the consumer spaces, share of wallet and getting a repeat customer and building a loyalty relationship, which was really great. Loved it, had a good business, very proud of what we accomplished. But, you know, Saul, we were selling a lot of credit cards and filling, you know, airplane seats and maybe optimizing some uh, hotels goals. And so it, it, although we were effective and productive and felt good about what we were doing, the idea of bringing that concept of getting people more engaged, getting people to raise their hand and, and be loyal, quote unquote, to something in healthcare seemed like an attractive idea as we you know left that business and wanted to try to apply our learnings to a new category. And that category being healthcare, where you know frankly, it's just more rewarding and more exciting. Instead of selling a plane seat, at a higher, you know, rev rate, potentially we're going to help somebody manage their condition or improve a health outcome. And, and just, again, not to, to be too Pollyannish, but that sort of felt like a really good repurpose of the skills and the business methodologies we created in our previous business. Love that, Tom. Yeah. And, and you know, I think uh, one of the key things uh, that we're seeing in the space is the introduction of leaders like yourself that, that have come from outside of healthcare to improve uh, processes or, or the way that we look at things. I mean, from automotive executives being brought into supply chain to, to, to the things that you're up to, Tom, I think it's a really great thing. It provides a uh, fresh air to, to what we're doing in healthcare. And so from your perspective, Tom, what's a hot topic that needs to be on every medical leader's agenda today? And how are you and your company approaching it? Yeah, it certainly is, you know, self-serving to our business model, but this concept of, you know, customer or consumer centricity, but thinking about your, the patient or the member in the payer side, patient on the provider side or patient on the medical side of procedures is that that person is a consumer and he or she 
is outcome is going to be directly of how, you know directly related to how well you engage them past the medical purely the medical piece of it and bringing that i think is bringing that type of view or approach towards any spec part of the spectrum in healthcare solve seems to be kind of what we call the business imperative and those that will do it are going to win financially and be able to demonstrate higher, you know, medical outcomes, more improved medical outcomes. And the ones that won't will struggle and fall behind. Uh, you know, we we are category, I think you said in the open, are really focused in the payer space. And what we're seeing is the the payers that are being proactive, being aggressive in this consumer centricity, which is easy to save and hard to do in healthcare, are the ones that are already seeing you know, results, both financial results to their organizations, but also improved uh, medical outcomes and health outcomes for their members. So to me, that's kind of foundational and, and fundamental, as we, you know, saying here, kind of a business imperative. And didn't, of course, it wouldn't surprise you that that's what our business is really focused on in helping organizations execute is that customer centricity or customer engagement approach. To me, it's foundational. And it's a matter of winning or losing over the next decade, regardless of your place on the consumer healthcare spectrum. Uh, good stuff here, Tom. And and so, you know, as I as I think about what you guys do, I'd love if we could zoom in a little bit. Let's get a little granular. Let, can you share with the listeners an example of how you and your your organization have created results for your customers by doing things differently? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. Put a little contextual around it because the idea of consumer engagement, as a, like I said, or con- consumer centricity is certainly easy to say, but it's hard to understand. Well, as you said, Saul, help me help our listeners or help my listeners apply that. And so let me give you some examples. You know, we, we are trying to find that what we call the highest value behaviors and activities that an individual should be doing on an annual basis to maintain their health or manage their conditions. And so if you think about um, a diabetic, that diabetic, the one that manages their A1C and adheres to their medication protocol and generally fouls the protocol of trying to manage a condition which is ubiquitously in our society, can have a pretty good outcome and certainly can live a regular life and not particularly interrupted with health episodes. And that person, you know, is, can be managed from an economic standpoint, a financial standpoint with much greater success. If you take another individual, another individual with the same condition and we call non-compliance all or somebody that's not you know, following the protocol or following what they're supposed to do. And I don't just mean, you know, geez, cut back on the salt. I mean the big, what we call the high value activities, which is, is she or he taking the medication? Is she or he managing their A1Cs? Are they practicing in the care management program that's extended to them by the medical society? And that person that isn't is not only has a much, much poorer quality of life interrupted with potential hospital stays and real struggles around their daily health condition, just getting out and about. But that part is disappointing and and challenging, but the economic cost to manage that person can be 10x of the one that's compliant in the diabetic. So at Novu, 
we are looking at populations, any populations, and try to and working to identify the non-compliant, the non-participating, the non-engaged, and going to them with very, very personalized engagement strategies uh, to get them to you know, essentially become compliant and taking the most critical steps, not eat a banana and walk around the block necessarily, but to follow their medication yeah. protocol, to show up for their care management appointments, to report on their A1C and measure it on a regular basis to, so they can get back into our more managed lifestyle. Using that example, Saul, is just one to say what we're trying to do. Now, the healthcare as a whole, the society, right, your physician, the payers are all trying to get that individual to do that. We just come in with an ability to execute personalization and engagement strategies from outside healthcare, right? Thinking about data in different ways, thinking about rewards and incentives, thinking about voice of what voice I should use, what channel I should use, what frequency should I use. And in that case, we're seeing significant improvement or participation in the non-compliant population we target to become compliant. And that's the diabetic example, but you know, you could take any condition and another kind of uses of the healthcare system. And that's how we apply what our solutions and our, our, our uh, approach from a business standpoint to improve quality of life. But clearly, we're selling our products to payers and they're interested in an economic return. For sure. Is that, a, is that helpful? That's clear, Tom. No, I definitely appreciate that. And listeners, you, you think about uh, all of the, the complexity that we're faced in healthcare, right? You have, you've got You've got a system that deals with pain. You've got the provider giving the care. You've got transportation. There's so many moving parts. Yeah. With the payers really working to try their best to improve the health care of, of their members, companies like, like Tom's are really important. You know, you're not an expert. If you're a payer listening to this, you're not an expert in marketing. You're not an expert in reaching out to people through the different channels, but Tom is. And, and, and the beauty of, of leaning on somebody like Tom and his company to do that is that you get the benefit of experience. You get the benefit of, of being able to, to know how to leverage these technologies. And so, Tom, you know, the transition from outside of healthcare to healthcare is tough. Can you share with us a, a, an example of maybe a setback you had, what you learned from it as a result? Yeah, I think uh, that's a. I appreciate that question because it was. We would say, if boy, if we knew how difficult Saul it was going to be, we might have not have started the business. Um, but <laughs> that's not good. A little na- <laughs> a little naivete in life is not so bad. But uh, I think the coming from outside, we had these known practices, these ethos around what people engage around and what they'll respond to as I said, to take a different airline, to stay at a certain hotel, to rent a certain car, to get a certain credit card. And we thought, well, those will be easily transferred into healthcare. I think the the setback there, the challenge was early on, we literally thought if we just build it, they will come. And what we didn't appreciate is the uh, abrasion that the consumer who's over at, you know, shopping at Amazon and flying on Delta and staying down at the Intercontinental Hotel is your member and your patient. But when they engage or when they approach their health care provider, their payer, just the system as a whole, the level of trust and the level of, uh, uh, or I guess I would say level of distrust and confidence that what I'm being asked to do is really in my best interest was something that we didn't appreciate. As I said, we just kind of, we will build it and they will come. 
And some people came, but not the most important people, these non-compliant, these hardest to reach. And mm-hmm. this, uh, again, a little naive that, well, if you create something value and it makes sense and it's the right packaging, people will just find their way to your doorstep. And so after the first two years of having mild success, we had to really pivot or shift into a much more proactive or an outreach uh, approach to consumer engagement loyalty, you know, direct marketing, where we really had to take the fight to the individual and really address frequency and uh, approach more so uh, to get the results that we expected coming into the space. So, you know, the first two years were filled with a lot of good success, a lot of good work and uh, the assumptions still stood, but our approach uh, and what we had to overcome from a distrust and a little bit, uh, I know what's better than you know what's better for me, that was really a challenge. And, you know, it, that was a two years, two and a half years of going sideways on our business model until we made the shift to what I was calling non-compliant focus on non-compliant and focusing on these high value behaviors. Absolutely. What's the most important things I need soul to do. And let's really drive all energy into that. And when we did that, we saw a significant increase in our client revenue and frankly, the success of our product and platform. That was really, as you said, you set me up there was really because we didn't appreciate the difference between the consumer practices that we had honed and perfected outside healthcare and just merely tried to port over to healthcare. As you know this, if uh, Apple and Samsung and all these companies have said, well, you know, get out of the way, we'll come in here and figure out healthcare. And, and then they turn around and reverse jet out of the market space and go <laughs> back to their consumer space. And I understand that, but you have to really be able to uh, understand and get into the weeds and, and embrace the complexity People that have multiple conditions that don't respond and don't trust you, how do I overcome that? That's a tough sport. And so if I'm answering your question, both ends of it, I think that was a learning that we had to make and frankly took us two plus years to even take a material step forward in our business model. And we did. And we've, we're here, we're, testi- you know, we're a testament to making that shift. That's, that's wonderful, Tom. Thanks for that response for sure. You know, and, and, and kudos to you and your team for, for the tenacity to, to hang with it, figure it out. And, and now you, you've got a model that's working and it's improving outcomes. It's, it's improving business results for your customers. And, and that's why we're in the game. That's why we do what we do. What about the other side of the coin, Tom? You know, you told us about a setback. Tell us about one of your proudest uh, leadership experiences in healthcare to date. Again, it sounds a little mom and apple pie-ish, but when we, you know, because so we are essentially the membrane or the layer between the consumer and the payer in this case, you know, we get the real stories and the real impact of how our programs are affecting it. And again, I know it sounds a little bit, you know, cute, but I, when we get direct feedback through our phone channels, through our digital channels about Hey, you, you got my attention. I took action because you were persistent and I caught early uh, breast cancer. My wife is managing her diabetes to new levels. I am feeling a ability to be out in the society where I felt shut in. Again, I didn't open up much, but we deal 
with a lot of seniors and a lot of the working poor is that tends to be our focus within payers. And so I guess when we hear stories like that, that frankly is the most motivating for me when we founded the business. And I think for our employee base, you know, it's easy to get caught up in the revenue model and uh, how are we optimizing the response rate and what should the reward be $10 or $15. But when you get an opportunity to uh, hear one of those stories, like you changed my life, which we get kind of weekly here, that's pretty profound. And I think, honestly, that's what we're most proud of, or I'm most proud of, of getting a chance to do that. In a previous life, as I said, we were quite successful selling credit cards and filling plane seats, but it doesn't quite come with the same uh, satisfaction as helping someone pivot from an unhealthy to a healthy state. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's a beautiful thing. And going back to the persistence and the right channels, you know, if you guys are not persistent enough, if you're not using the right channels, you're missing the boat and yeah. you're, you're, you're affecting outcomes. And so this is really great, Tom. Congrats on, on getting those stories. Definitely motivating. That would motivate me. And, and so keep up the awesome work there. What would you say an exciting project or focus that you guys are working on today is? Inside inside our organization, we just finished our 2000, actually, you know, this morning of this recording, we finished and approved our 2019 roadmap. So I would say inside of that process, we are bringing machine learning to our models that I think is going to be, again, another kind of step forward. Again, you, you, you know this, that everyone wants to talk about machine learning and AI. And again, it's really easy to say and it's hard to do. But I would say what I'm seeing more really concretely and what we're really excited about inside our platform is those uh, machine learning capabilities that will automatically improve our models. It will take, you know, Sol from one journey uh, one level of content with response and no response to a different channel to try in a different communication, et cetera, and run those models on an ongoing basis and improve them in real time. And so we should have the success that we're having now, which is multiple times an increase in response rates over what our clients can do, should then multiply again. And I think in healthcare, you hear a lot about AI and you'll hear a lot about machine learning. But I think, as you said a couple times earlier, it's the application of those learnings into real action with engaging a consumer, or a member, or a patient. It's not good enough to have a data insight or a capability, but if it can't execute a, a more improved outcome, it's actually kind of quite sad. So I'd say that's what we're most excited about is the step up in our platform's capabilities and even driving higher engagement rates and utilization rates, as we call them. I think it's awesome, Tom. And, and that is exciting. You know, the, the nice thing about, you know, what you guys do is that you're in the engagement business. The application of, of things like machine learning it, it do provide a great opportunity. The bar is high to, to make it happen, but, but also the, the regulations are not as complicated. So, so as far as, you know, being a project that could, that could be optimized and quickly implemented, it's there. Uh, so that's super exciting. We got to be thinking about this listeners. We got to be thinking about what can we do to get better? And, and I love this approach by Tom and his team taking, you know, marketing campaigns and using them to help your members be healthier. If you're an employer and you've got, you're self-insured, 
what are you doing to help your your employees? You know, what are you doing to help them stay healthier? If you if you, if you think yeah. you have a strategy down pat, um, I would encourage that you take a look at what what Tom and his team are doing because there's no guesswork. You know, these guys are turnkey. Tom, this part of the podcast, uh, we we're getting close to the end here. I've got five lightning round questions for you, followed by a book that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? I'm ready. Right. I'm nervous, but I'm ready. <laughs> I love it. What's the best way to improve health outcomes? Test and learn. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? I think accepting your current solutions status. How do you stay relevant despite constant change? To my previous question, I think never accept, I mean, it's, it's really, it's really hard on a company. It's hard on an individual, never good enough. What we just accomplished is not acceptable next year. Love that. What's one area of focus that drives everything in your organization, Tom? <laughs> this might surprise people. Employee satisfaction. Love it. And to me, that is a measurement. Sorry. To me, that's a measurement of the work that we're going to do that will show up in our customers' solutions and ultimately in our, our economic results. It's powerful. And what would you say your number one success habit is? Uh, asking three times about a fact or a result that was told to me. Love that. You don't want to assume, right? <laughs> right. No. What book would you recommend to the listeners, Tom? You know, we as a company, we finished this year a uh, book club across the leadership team, and it's popular in the cool. business world right now called Radical Candor by Kim Scott. And we got a lot of value out of it as a management team and a leadership team, but also just individually, it, it helps me think about what I can do at 51 to be more effective, knowing that you know I'm failing every day and I can be better. But that book particularly was helpful for communications in the workplace. Love that, uh, Tom. Radical candor, folks. Put that on your reading list or pick it up now. By the way, all the things that we chat about uh, today are available, a full transcript as well as an outline with links to all of the resources discussed, Tom's company and, and all, the, all the things that we talked about. Just go to outcomesrocket.health and in the search bar, type in Novu, N-O-V-U Health. You're going to find all that there. Tom, this has been fun. I'd love if you could just share a closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could get in touch. I think, well, please, you can reach us at novu.com in the contact section uh, and be able to reach our organization. Or I'm certainly happy to hear from many of your listeners at tom at novu.com. And as a closing thought, I think it's, I appreciate uh, the opportunity to tell you about what we're doing in here. And, you know, although we're, I gave some examples in some areas that we're focused in, I think this concept of consumer engagement is a big concept. And, but you need to apply it in real use cases. Uh, you, you can't just say we tried it and didn't work. You have to kind of test and learn. You got to rinse and repeat. And I would think any part of the, you know, either medical device or payer or provider space as an opportunity to improve their engagement strategy. We'd be happy to help them with that, but certainly we don't have all the answers. Uh, other people or even internal organizations can have success. And I would just encourage the listeners to keep pressing on that gas. Outstanding, Tom. You've definitely provided some insights here that are valuable. Listeners, 
take Tom up on that invitation to uh, learn more. And Tom, again, just want to say thank you for carving out some time for us. All right. Thanks, all. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.